0: it do what it do wamp wamp what it do welcome to another week's episode of the dogmatic dudes podcast you already know who we are i'm merv he's Bloyd and we are the dogmatic dudes
1: dude i thought i had the trap Horn app on my phone i was gonna go blah, 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 but I, <laughs> I, I, I don't have the app anymore because i probably only used it a handful of times so I apologize. That would have been like perfect, but what up? Yeah. Y'all? What
0: up? What? what is going on, dude? Another week. Hey, Super Bowl
1: week. Big week. It's a big week. Uh, it's a
0: Super Bowl weekend.
1: But uh, you know, it's business as usual. It's just another week. It's a game. You know, gotta gotta get the job done.
0: What's going on with COVID and 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 the Chiefs and the barber? Like, what what really went down there?
1: I, I don't really know the whole story. All I know is that, like, it was only two players that were exposed, and they both uh, tested negative for, like, three days in a row, four days in a row. Okay. Um. But I don't really know. I guess, like, the barber figured out while he was cutting hair that he had COVID, and he was, like, set up to do a bunch of other Chiefs players. And Anyway, I mean, Kilgore and Robinson were the only two that, like, had been deemed close contact. And, again, they both tested negative for, I think, since – monday so this would have been day four and they're getting tested twice a day now uh mm-hmm. leading up to the rule so uh man would have that been a shame that would have been a fucking shame that's for damn sure um that would have sucked if pat was involved in that fucking COVID, dude it just like the the, the extra wrinkle it adds to the year is just ridiculous but um luckily uh no nothing really came out of it um could have been something but uh luckily that's not the case so
0: well, that's good. That way you guys, as Chiefs, you guys as Chiefs fans won't make any excuses for why you lost the Super Bowl.
1: Well, you know me. Like, I always I, – I, the big game, I want there to be no excuses. Because when injuries yep. or whatever else is involved, it's just like, you you know, I want the game to be the game. I want the teams to be at full strength. Like, it, you know, it kind of goes back to, like, we, we talk to the NBA all the time, and obviously I'm a Warriors fan, you're a Cavs fan. Like, those series, especially the first championship that Golden State won, like, Cleveland wasn't at 100%. And I get that, but you get that like, people use that as their calling card all the time. And every once in a while it gets, you know, kind of fucking annoying to hear. It's like, yeah, but that's just the way it like played out. Uh, But that's why I like teams being at a hundred percent. So there isn't that, you know, card that everybody wants to play automatically like, well, if we would have had so-and-so, we definitely would have won that game. Like, well, it is what it is, you know?
0: Yeah, dude, I, I hate those people that make those kinds of excuses.
1: Because you know me, like, unless the Chiefs were missing Pat Mahomes, I'm probably not going to make an excuse for missing a player as the reason we lost the game. Yeah. But the majority of, like, casual sports fans will 100%, like, they have that card in their back pocket, dude. It's like they, the rest with the, the penalty flag. They got that right there, man. The second yeah. day they feel they need to pull it, they're fucking pulling it, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. I think that's what bothers me is the casual Chiefs fan.
1: Uh, there's a lot of casual fans that bother me. Um, I don't really. I don't know, man. Most of the people that I see often and especially watch the games with have been wife nice. fans like myself. Um, the only exception is my buddy. That's a Steelers fan, but he's never been a cheese hater. And he's also lived here for, I think, five years. So we let him we let him uh, hop aboard. Um, I don't have a problem with that. Um, but, yeah, casual fans in general. Like, I, I, I obviously know what you're talking about and I'll put it. To another analogy that you're probably aware of the casual Jayhawk fan the casual mm-hmm. KU basketball fan most annoying yeah. shit on the planet man like they couldn't name a single player on that team but every time that team wins a game man they're the first people to be talking you know
0: look I look I can respect diehard fans but I just can't can't respect the people that are just casual fans and as soon as their team sucks they jump shit
1: and maybe it's because you and I like are so into sports, so we can't fathom it, but I legitimately want to ask somebody um, that is just like a casual like fan of teams, like, why? Why, uh, or I guess the better question is how? How do you do that? Like, how do you do that to yourself, you know? Like, the, the, the fun about sports is you grow up with a team, you see the good times, you see the bad times, and it makes it, it makes it just that much more like captivating and entertaining. And when the big things happen and the big wins happen, it makes it that much more bittersweet, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I, I totally get your point. Casual fans and anything are really fucking annoying. Um, unless it's like it's certain like player-driven sports where it's just individual. Like you do what you want to there. Um, but yeah, I mean, but it's the same. We, we could go down. In the NBA, you know, the Lakers have a ton of bandwagon pits. Like, we could go down the list um, in every sport, and that's just the way it is. But, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and the, the other thing I'll mention on, on that note is all these people – no, here, here's what I'll say before I make my point. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with you rooting for a player's success when he leaves, like, your team and goes elsewhere, right? Like, sure. you still want that guy to do well. But the amount of Patriots fans that just jumped the ship and went straight to Tampa the second Tom left town. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, come on. I like, look, you can root for the Bucks because you like Tom Brady. That's fine. But acting like you've been this like Bucks fan forever, like, come on, oh, man. The only reason you give a shit about him in the first place is because Tom. That's right. it. Right. You yeah? Know? Right. The second that, you know, your team went on a fucking two decade run of just demoralizing everybody. And the second you guys stink you're jumping ship immediately like you're fragile minded as hell what are you talking about
0: right oh my gosh dude i that's that's again dude ca- casual fans i feel like ca- is what kills sports when well, they drive opinion.
1: like i think and maybe you agree with me or maybe you don't Here, i think they also drive like a lot of like white people despise teams it's not like they're diehard fans because you get that you know you're a diehard yeah. fan but like when when people are chirping and they're those types of fans, you just like this is why I fucking hate this team. This is why I hate all of this. Like that, I'm not gonna lie. I I grew up to hate KU, but if you want to know the biggest thing that pisses me off about KU, it's not the that they're good or Bill Self or any of the things that have happened. Uh, it has to do with the casual Jayhawk fan. That uh, that's the thing that drives me nuts. Drives me nuts.
0: I yeah, dude. I can't. I can't stand casual fans, dude. And it, and, and that, and it really does, dude. It, it It's what makes, ex, with exception to the Raiders, because I feel like there's no such thing as a casual Raiders fan.
1: Who would subject themselves to that tragedy? Yeah, Come on. Exactly. Why, why do you do that to yourself? Exactly. You know?
0: exactly. But, like, dude, that, that that's just a bad life choice, yeah, in my yeah. opinion.
1: Yeah. You were born at the wrong place at the wrong time, dog. Like, <laughs> that's just what it comes down to there.
0: Yeah, like, dude, you just you just got dealt a shitty fucking hand if you're yeah. a fucking Raiders fan.
1: Yep, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, but um, that like, with exception of the Raiders, dude, like, casual fans are what kills the buzz of a team, in my opinion. You know?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like, look. At the end of the day, the team's gonna be the team, but at least in like the public and the media spotlight, like, those people definitely. Like tarnish the reputation. They they do a lot of different things to it. It it, it does drive me nuts. Like, I, that that's really all I can say. It fucking drives me nuts. And again, like I get it. We take sports very seriously. We talk about it a lot. That's what we spend our free time doing. But uh I just don't understand how people can just bandwagon the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Like, what other like things in your life are you willing to just like? switch the spectrum on immediately, like just on a whim because something's going bad, you know, like, yeah. So anyway, uh...
0: although, although I just, I just hopped off a team. You just what? I hopped off a team.
1: Oh, uh, should we, should we address, should we address your, uh, your desolate Rockies and their mismanagement real quick? This is our <sighs> talking baseball. This is our talking baseball or oh, five minutes of it. Oh my Gosh! Why the hell did you guys do that? Why did you pay him all the money if you're just gonna send him out the door?
0: Salary dump. They 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 realized that they couldn't afford him.
1: I mean, but I think I really don't understand it because I also saw a lot of things that the second he signed that contract, they were already shopping him again. Why would you yeah, sign him if you're immediately dude, gonna shop him? Yeah, that.
0: Honestly, man, I can't explain what that fucking front office thinks, dude. We have traded. Look, listen to this. We got rid of Matt Holiday in his prime. We got rid of Troy Tulowitzki, which was a Colorado. Dude, that man was supposed to retire a Colorado Rocky. Mm-hmm. And he got dealt. We got DJ LeMayhew,
1: bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And now, like, and now we have Nolan.
1: The one thing that I think will make you feel—it actually won't make you feel better—but uh, at least you're not a Pittsburgh Pirates fan because that team has given away more top-notch talent than any other team, and they straight up fucking suck. That, like, being a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, wow. Um, anyway, you were just talking about getting rid of good players, and they're kings of that, um, dude. But, but how? again, like, like Fuck. I get it. Baseball market sizes and everything play a factor, um, but come on, man, like. He was supposed to be – he was your franchise token. He was your franchise player. Like, And I think Trevor Story is a good guy to take over that now. But, like, why would you get rid of the guy that whatever he puts fans no, on their asses dude, in his game? Dude,
0: dude like, honestly, honestly, no offense to Trevor Story, dude, but Nolan Arenado is going to go down – is going to be in the discussion as greatest third baseman ever.
1: And it's fine. But the, the, the thing is, like – the reason they sold tickets other than what you pointed out to me about the stadium, which I'd still would love to see, but it's uh, Nolan. It's Nolan, dude. Yeah, it was Nolan. Exactly.
0: dude. Nobody nobody got as excited to see uh, uh their team on defense more than Rockies fans, bro, when Nolan was there. Because that that man, the shit that that man was able to do at the it's third position is ridiculous, man. Short dude, he was—he's a baller, and you know what? At the end of the day, I can't blame the guy because, you know, we were wasting his talent.
1: Well, it probably wasn't his decision,
0: So, no, dude. And like, here's the thing: is that the Rockies spend money on players, but the here's the thing: the players that they get are absolute shite
1: Yeah, they get—they—they they have a habit of getting players that are past their prime. And still
0: yeah them like they're in their prime? Yes. Yep. Like, dude, when Jose Reyes, Jose Reyes was a good player when he, he was playing for – who was the team that he – didn't he play for the Marlins first? Yes. Yeah. He was good when he played for the Marlins. And then he went to Toronto, and then he became, like, a slower version of himself. And then he got here, and he was just, like, absolutely nothing.
1: And the thing I hate about this, obviously, I'm not a Rockies fan, so I'm kind of bipartial, but fuck the Rockies and fuck that organization for trading into the Cardinals, dude. Come on. You had to do the Cardinals. Like, he could have went anywhere else. He had to go there. Come on. I fucking hate the Cardinals. I despise the Cardinals. Like, this, when I saw that, I was like,
0: well, oh,
1: yeah, dude, it's just like. Talk about bandwagon fans. The Cardinals are full of them. Full of them, dude.
0: I almost joined because of because of Nolan.
1: I just like it, it was it was a boneheaded move by the Rockies, uh, but they've been notorious for this type of decision making. The for a only while,
0: so. way, the only way that Rockies fans will forgive Jeff Bridich for this pure fucking stupidness that 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 he that he has is if all the players that he ended up getting end up being Hall of Famers.
1: I will say this, and you may not like to hear this, but this is just the way it is, uh, considering my team has went through it and is currently going through it. At the same time, when you're trying to get your whole team better and build up your farm system, sometimes it does mean sacrificing once-in-a-lifetime talent like that. As much as you you, you hate to hear it, uh, I mean... The entire team that we had that won the World Series literally wasn't on the roster next year for the Royals. Like, literally, it was it was one year difference, pretty much. So, I get you. Um, And that's why, like, that's my baseball is bullshit. The whole market thing. Like, yeah, just have dude. a cap, dude. Just have a cap. Just have a cap. Like, baseball's got a ridiculous amount of money. Dude, baseball. Be super high, like,
0: dude, baseball baseball is is for like for the rich rich like dudes that have like like this is not their their main source of income and I feel like for the owner of the Rockies this is one of his main sources of income
1: well at the end of the day yeah it fucking sucks Uh, but this is why baseball has just kind of become unappealing dude here's the fucking
0: yeah But, like, let me just say this, dude. This is the shittiest fucking situation about this whole thing. Is that we as Rockies fans, no matter where Nolan goes, we we know that he came from us. Like, Nolan is ours. Yeah. But if he goes at the trajectory that he's going, and once he retires, he's going to retire as a Cardinal. Or he's going to go in the Hall of Fame as a Cardinal, not as a Rocky.
1: I get it. I get it dude. I totally get it.
0: Like how heartbreaking is that?
1: Like it, it's it's the Hosmer situation for me. It's like he's with the Padres and that team just got stacked in the offseason. I'm like, great, so he's gonna win a World Series next year. And we'd be really happy for him. But then I'm gonna be like, Man, if only if only what could have been, you know, like it it, it sucks. It really does.
0: Well, now I'm officially I've officially changed my allegiance to the, the, the Blue Jays until the the Rockies get their shit together and fire jeff brightich as long as jeff brightich is uh, the fucking gm of the rockies i will not be a fan of the rockies Fuck
1: I, thought that were, shit. I thought you were about to say you were going to go be a fan of st louis cardinals and i was literally about to end this like i was no. just gonna be like I, i'm done with no. it for today no more no
0: no toronto blue jays bro i'm a blue I can jays respect that
1: though. i can respect that i have no problems there
0: because um, guess what they're not they're not the they're not the best you know so i'm not joining a crazy crazy good team but they're not bad either
1: yep Yep, I, I would agree They're they're uh, they're probably a bottom 12-13 team in the league But they're getting better And they have a crazy farm system So, uh,
0: See, And that's what I expect out of this, dude Is just, you know, that team They've had successful seasons
1: I also, like, can't I, I, I don't mind the Blue Jays But personally, I could never, like, root for them Because for some reason, there's some rivalry Between us and them I have no idea It probably came for, like, the three-year playoff run Where we had to face them every year But mm-hmm. for whatever reason um, yeah, fuck baseball. Um, <laughs> that's basically what it comes down to. Um, all right, so we'll we'll uh, we'll talk to Super Bowl here in a minute, but I'm curious. I want to give my thoughts on this Matt Stafford um, trade, and uh, I'm curious what you you have to think about it. So the way I look at it is, I'm, and I look at it from two sides: so there's the short term winner, and there's the long term winner. The short-term winner clearly are the Rams, okay? Absolutely. You're you're getting – we've talked many times about Matt Stafford. He's 32. He's crossed the line of 30, but he's still playing at a a high level. The guy plays through injuries. The guy is a baller. I mean, and we've been rooting for him to go somewhere else for a long time. So, I think in the short term, the Rams win here. Um, In the long term, though, that's where I think things get a little interesting because the picks that they gave up, the future two first-round picks – may hurt a little bit, considering they already gave another two to get Jalen Ramsey in the first place. Um, yeah. And who knows? Like, golf could, or somewhere else. And the Lions are also getting a ton of draft picks, and golf. Like, so golf could work out, or they could shop him, and they have those draft picks. Like, I think the Lions, in the long term, won the trade. Um, Short term, though, I definitely think Stafford's a good option. I, I think that guy can ball Very in the playoffs. Idea. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're, like, a Super Bowl team, but, I mean, He's better they than could Goff, easily, so. they, I,
0: honestly, they they could easily be a Super Bowl team with 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 Goff, with not Goth but, but Stafford.
1: But yeah, so that's that my thoughts on it. People were like, car you How much yeah. trades they've seen?" I'm yeah. like, I mean, if 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 Detroit just suddenly like embellishes and riches, and Stafford just stinks in L.A., then I'll say, yeah, that was a terrible trade. But on the surface, I don't really think that's the case, and I think Stafford's going to play well. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of interested to see what McVeigh Stafford looks like. I'm excited about it. Dude,
0: that's gonna be fucking awesome. You know, you know Stafford's licking his chops right now because he knows that he's about to eat in that offense.
1: Dude, they already like each other. Apparently, like Sean McVeigh and his wife were down at Cabo and so was Stafford, and they got together like right after the trade was done. So you know they were kicking it. And Stafford's like, Finally oh, somebody yeah. good! <laughs>
0: Dude, and he has a he has a competent defense now.
1: Yeah, exactly. No, not a not a competent. He has an elite, an elite. Yes,
0: defense. yes. But you get what I mean. Is it's like at, at like Stafford has had so much shit go go against him. Like if if I could root for anybody, it would be Stafford, man, for real.
1: Hundred percent, and I don't have anything against the Rams. So I just, I dude, I, you could go back and listen to all of our episodes. I probably said it once every other episode. I think Jared Goff's kind of a bum. He's young though, so things could work out. But yeah. come on, you, you can't sit here and say that he wasn't playing kind of chummy uh, with the Rams ever since that Super Bowl they went to. He stunk yeah. in the Super Bowl, and then he stunk for two seasons after. Like, yep. I'm sorry, that's just the way. And again, dude, he's 24, 25. Uh, like. Who the fuck knows? Uh, Detroit just completely overhauled like their front office and their coaching staff, and now they have a bunch of draft picks. And let's not forget, we we've talked about the Lions; they have some up and comers. There's no doubt about that. Um, I can. And they have some established it, yeah. guys. So, who the fuck knows? Um, again, I think if I'm just being like realistic, LA wins in the short term. Detroit wins in the long term. And when you think about it, when you think about it, it actually makes sense because Detroit's not focused on winning now. They're focused on putting their energy and getting resources to win later. They're not a win now team. The Rams, on the other hand, have expensive ass players and are pretty close to being a complete team. So they're like, we're winning fucking now. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you, but um I I think I think Goff at, at, at like I think Goff is done as a starter. Potentially like as a, as as considered to be an elite starter. I oh, think especially that, for his
1: for his fucking uh contract, hundred percent. I would yes, that.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I think he's a hedge. He's a hedge QB for sure. I think if anything, if anything, I think the Lions pick up a quarterback like Trey Lance, make him make him uh learn behind uh behind Goff for a couple of years.
1: I don't hate that, but I just thought of this while you said hedge quarterback. I kind of feel like in comparison or trajectory that I see Goff going on, and I, I don't want to sound like a hater, uh, but I see it very Sam Bradford-like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right, right? right? Like, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. I'm not outlanding. Okay. Yeah. Like, hey, he's going to collect his money. He's going to win some games. But overall, like, he's not going to be your permanent solution. That's just my at this point.
0: And you know what's crazy is that they're, they were both – top picks
1: yep yep but i think the shitty thing
0: about uh i I think the shitty thing about bradford is that injuries were what killed him it wasn't it wasn't necessarily that he didn't have the talent it's just he couldn't fucking stay healthy
1: golfs is looking more like talent-based versus uh Mm -hmm. which kind of sucks but it's the way it is but dude like you know we talk about this a lot like I can't say that I can put on like the uh, the drafting hat and hit on every first round pick, let alone number one overall pick that I would pick. I can't sit here and claim that I would know exactly what I'm doing. That's fucking hard, man. First yeah. round picks don't always hit. That's just the nature of it. And mm-hmm. off, like if you look at the statistics, I don't have them pulled up, but I guarantee you that more first round picks are flops than success. You know what I mean? Like I think more are probably prone to flop than actually be at the caliber that they're picked at, you know? Absolutely. Which, and that's just the nature of it, but... um, Not
0: every draft is going to produce the same same level of talent, you know? It's not going to happen.
1: Otherwise, the league would just be a revolving door. Like, you would just always have people leaving and people coming in. And yeah, you do have people retire every year and do people come in every year, but it's at a much slower rate than you think. And a lot of these guys sit on practice squads for sometimes years before they even get a chance to actually play, so... Uh, I think that that goes forgotten a lot. Um, but uh, if we're sticking on the, uh, the topic of trades, um, Deshaun Watson, uh, on the trade block, I, I would say so, yes. Um, and, not necessarily, because I know Casario has said. <laughs> yeah, he said that shit, but he said that, and the way he phrased it, we're a fucking moron. The player is not available for a trade. And I'm like, first of all, you schmuck, don't call him the player. You guys already pissed him off. You're going to call him the player now? Like, okay. And second of all, you don't have any control of the situation. All the cards are in Deshaun's hand. You guys have none. You have no Not bar.
0: necessarily. Not necessarily.
1: I think the only cards they have is that he's under contract with them. I think that's their only leverage, and it ain't much. So, Mm-hmm. like, and if I'm – well, let me say this first. There are, like, four or five teams in the league that should not entertain the Deshaun Watson trade. Every other team should absolutely. There, there's literally only like four or five teams that should be like, oh, we're good, man. Don't worry about it. Um, but everybody else should be on the phone like, hey, yo, uh, I'll give you X, Y, and Z. Like,
0: But not everybody. Of course, yes. If, if Theoretically, yes. If any team that doesn't have their franchise quarterback right now should absolutely go after Deshaun Watson. No, but and I'm going further everybody, than that. I'm going But not everybody that. has the capital to get Deshaun Watson.
1: No, I'm being hypothetical here. But I'm also saying that you, you said if a team has this quarterback, they shouldn't be worried about it. I'm saying if they have their quarterback and they know he's elite. Like, he's an elite quarterback. He's yeah. unmovable. That's what I mean. So, we just saw Goff get traded and he was a starter for a playoff team. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, unless you're Seattle, unless you're the Chiefs, Unless you're the Packers, unless you're the Bucks, assuming so Brady's playing again next year, like those are the four teams right off the bat that come to mind, and I'm like, yeah, they're not touching their guy. Um, probably the Chargers as well with Herbert. Like they're probably not fucking touching. Everybody else, like everybody else, should be on the phone, like and figuring out, like, hey man, you know, what can I do to get him? Um, and again, you're right. Not like there's going to be maybe three or four teams that even have the capital to get him. Um, and uh, I will tell you my two destinations that I think are most likely and that make the most sense and that I want to see. Uh, I've, I've said multiple times since we've talked to Jets for a lot of reasons. Uh, they have the draft capital. They have the cash space. They have new head coach that I think is going to be fucking awesome. We both agreed that he was the best coach hired. Um, again, I have a ton of draft cap. Um, and again, it's a new system like in, he wants to go there. He wants to go play for Robert Sala. So that's number one. Um, and number two, uh, Miami, 100%. Miami is literally like a couple draft picks away from being very competitive. When you put Deshaun Watson in there instead of Tua, are you serious? That defense is already all world. So to me, it comes down to the Jets and the Dolphins because, again, the Dolphins also have a ton of draft capital from all of the trading and shuffling they've done. So, I'm just saying, if I had to put money, I'd probably put money on both Miami and New York. Makes the most sense, and it's not far. It's not a far regional.
0: Um, yeah, dude. I they, Yeah, if if we're talking about capital, like they they probably make the best sense. They have oh, the oh, least.
1: Like, and both teams have a quarterback to dangle in front of Houston and say, "Here's a short-term solution." True. So, I, that's what I think sweetens the situation for both of them. They both have somebody they can at least give them.
0: Yep. That Sorry is to cut true. you off.
1: Sorry to cut you off. I just had to put no, that, that was No, the no, no, no,
0: no, no. I, I, I get it. Uh, I, I think that another team that would make sense for him would
1: be like San Fran or yep. Indianapolis. But, dude, the thing is, and I get it, but you know how I feel about Deshaun Watson, but I'm like, Dude, if San Fran gets in the trade sweep space for Deshaun Watson, you know Bosa's on the fucking trading block. And I, dude, like, I get it. It's Deshaun Watson, but it's fucking Bosa, man. It's Bosa. Yeah, but would you rather?
0: Is Bosa going to win you championships, or is Deshaun going to win you championships?
1: Uh, Bosa was pretty, pretty close to winning them a Super Bowl last year, pretty much single handedly. So, I. I i don't know man like you saw some evidence i i my team was in that game but did he win no but he beat pat up for three and a half quarters single-handedly dude that guy's a monster
0: dude uh, dude, like honestly if i'm san francisco bosa's off the table like i do not want that
1: exactly but i have a feeling that texas be like hey we see that uh see that guy you got over there that that bosa kid um yeah, if you want Deshaun, you're going to have to just send him down to Houston. And, like, obviously, you're still going to win the trade if you get rid of Bosa for Watson because of all the talent that they Or, have. But, or
0: you can get rid of Fred Warner.
1: Yes, which I was going to get to that because I think they can dangle some other players that, yeah, they're really good, but they're not Nick Bosa, and hopefully sweeten the deal like that, you know?
0: Dude, Fred Warner is, like, one of the best middle linebackers, and he's, like, 23.
1: Dude, it's the Texans. Dangle Richard Sherman on one leg over there. And be like, here you go. like yeah, you.
0: Yeah, know? I think I think I think Bosa is safe. Fred Warner, I think you could you could dangle him and you'd be okay because I I believe the Texans have said that they want a young defensive player involved in the trade.
1: And the other thing to keep in mind is, I think if I had to be honest and be straightforward here. I think the 49ers went a fully healthy team. I think they have the deepest team of talent oh, in the league. Yes. Like I said, I Absolutely, think they have. Fucking lutely, dude. We saw their third stringers kick some ass this year against. Honestly. C- they should have had no business playing it.
0: Honestly, uh, now that I look at it, dude, Jimmy Garoppolo was blessed with so much talent. That's what made him look so good.
1: That's a situation where a quarterback is completely like he benefits off of everybody around him. That's a case where you put him anywhere else. He ain't very good. Like. He's a bum. So, um, but yeah, like the 49ers. But you know what my 49ers take is. If if they're going to go get a quarterback this offseason, granted, there has to be some things that happen before they can get this guy. But if they have a chance to get Dak, get Dak Prescott. I think that fucking works beautifully. And they don't have to trade anything away. It's not Deshaun Watson, but they don't have to trade anything away. Yeah. And I think Dak Prescott fits Perfectly there. I mean, literally perfectly. He's got a staple, good tight end, great offensive line, a lot of speed, uh, good running backs, and a solid defense. Like, that's Dak. That's perfect, man. Mm-hmm. That's what he needs. If I'm Dak, I'd not sign long term in Dallas. I know Dallas feeling bad and they're going to dangle money now. Like, oh, sorry, man. Sorry, this happened to you. You know, Jerry's going to be You know like- what
0: I would do? You know what I would do? I would do an under the table. Well, not under the table, but I would do a version of a sign-and-trade.
1: Well, yeah, potentially, but I mean, you could do, like, under the table because that would technically be tampering.
0: Yeah, no, but, like, you you go up to Dak and you're just like, Dak, here's the situation. We're moving you to the Texans, but,
1: you know, you're still going to get paid. Dak does not deserve to be disrespected like that. Sent there to the Texan? Really?
0: I, you know what? You
1: could, and easily again, do like that. He, like he, the
0: Cowboys, the Cowboys do have a lot, do, do have enough talent on that team to where they could easily make that trade.
1: The thing is, man, A, no, they don't because their defense is not very good. Um, and B, uh, and more importantly, like, I don't even think they're going to have rights to him after this year anyway. I think it's completely, yeah. I think he's a free agent. So it's not like Dallas has any leverage as far as like, hey, man, Dak, we're getting rid of you. Uh, I
0: don't think I, I think it would be fucking stupid if, if, if the Cowboys let, let him walk
1: but the Cowboys either sign him long term or let him go somewhere to win and just not even like at the end of the day I think he's probably more likely to sign with Dallas and that's fine but they better open up the checkbook for him she clearly saw what that team was without at least when he was healthy this season they were losing games but they were losing games on like field goals and by like dumb shit from other like dude he was throwing for like 500 yards a game he was he was balling out like dude, you know me. I don't think he's a bum. I don't think he deserves to be paid like a Pat Mahomes or Sean Watson, but he is definitely a top ten quarterback in the league, top eight, likely. Um so And this proves it now. Yeah, respect the man. Respect the man. But I still would like to see him go to San Francisco, because I, I just think that works out perfectly. Um but then again, look, I said Matt Stafford fit the best in the Colts, and uh, I, I still believe that, but I kinda like him on the Rams too, so
0: yeah, but it wasn't like we were we were thinking that the Rams were going to we looking to get rid of Goff that quickly.
1: I kind of I kind of figured this was going to be the offseason for it to happen uh, after they lost in the playoffs again. So mm. That was just my personal opinion, but um, the one other thing on the Watson thing I want to make sure I say and you're going to roll your eyes with me. Um, I saw fucking Raiders Twitter. Oh gosh. And I'm like, dude, if you get Deshaun Watson, like you are gonna, like I'm gonna be so emotionally torn as a person, it may destroy me internally. It may completely me too. destroy me. Me fucking too. I may just cease to exist. I don't want to see that happen. Me Please, me if somehow Uncle Terry shows this to Deshaun Watson, like just tell him Las Vegas fucking sucks. Uh, Raiders fans, they fucking suck. John Gruden, he's he sucks. Like don't, don't go there. Don't, re- don't recommend it.
0: Dude, they don't even have a, a worthy enough defense. The offense, it, like, yes, they have a good running back, a good tight end, and, and some some decent wide receivers. But come on, dude. Like, you, you're going to need a defense or else you're going to have to go shooting out. Plus, you have to go up against Pat Mahomes two times a year and Justin Herbert.
1: Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, though. He, he's got a no-trade clause, so he's basically picking where he wants to go. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I, and yeah, he's not mentioned the Raiders one space on all the reports. It's been the Jets, a lot of it, and uh, recently a few other teams. So, I'm curious to where, but dude, he's not wearing a Texan uniform next year. Anybody that thinks differently, you're literally, what are you smoking? You're smoking crap. Cause that's just, I like, I don't see a scenario where that's the case. He's not going to play. Oh, he's not playing. Like, if he's there, dude, I, I like, I wouldn't put it past him, and I don't blame him. This is not a Lady on situation. It's completely different. Something happened behind closed doors that we don't know what happened there, but he's fucking fed up, and they fed him the the worst hand of cards on the planet um, after committing to him. So he's entitled to do whatever he needs to do at this point.
0: Dude, that team just went down the shitter. How the fuck do you get do you trade off the best wide receiver in the league?
1: We we could talk about it. I don't. I don't want to talk about it because it still doesn't make any sense. Um, but, like. But like but here's you, the thing. Here's the thing. What if and I, I you know me and my conspiracies, I love conspiracies, and we do this shit sometimes. Um, what if this stuff had been going on for a while and Bill O'Brien got white of it and he was like, I'm just gonna fuck you assholes so over. I'm not here for very much longer anyway. I'm going out with a bank. It's a far stretch, but I just would like to entertain the idea. Because with how dysfunctional like that whole organization is. I wouldn't put it past him. Maybe Bill O'Brien wasn't the worst piece of shit on the planet, you know? Like,
0: Oh, you, you, you mean he, you, you, he wasn't that shit crazy.
1: Is no, like, maybe, first? maybe he was legitimately like trying to fuck the because He saw the end. Yeah. He saw the end. He knew what was coming. So he just said, fuck it. But my goodness, man, like that. Ugh, ugh. But anyway, yeah. uh, I mean, we, we can sit here and talk about that forever. Um, let me ask you this uh, before we move on. Who do you think is going to be the biggest name traded in the offseason this year for the NFL? Biggest Deshaun
0: name. Watson. Deshaun
1: Watson. <laughs> Excluding that because that's the most obvious thing on the planet. That's that's a separate. Biggest name outside of Deshaun Watson is getting traded.
0: Biggest name outside of Deshaun
1: that will get traded.
0: Hmm. I'm really trying to think.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking as well. The question just popped up in my mind. Quite funny.
0: possibly, quite possibly, Von Miller. I don't know if you heard the, the speculation, but he officially has removed everything Broncos related from his Instagram.
1: And look, you got to give it to the guy. The guy deserves to go somewhere else at this point, finish off his career. Like health's become a little bit more of a concern for him. He doesn't got much time left. Like, what the guy go get a chance to go win somewhere else? You know
0: but here's the crazy thing is that he was already committed to you know i he's like i already got my super bowl like i want to finish my career like i like my whole goal is to get these guys to have that feeling too you know like he was very much getting ready to transition into that mentor role because you know he sees the he sees that he's not getting any younger
1: well maybe things change man you know, like Terrell Suggs wanted to be a, a Raven forever and then like it didn't work out. And guess what, man? He finished like on the Chiefs last year, finished out with a bank. Like, like I could tell you a team right now that needs a buffalo. There you go. They need pass rush. Same with the Titans. They need pass rush. There you go. So anyway, uh, that fucking sucks. Um I asked that question without an answer. Um, so I'm thinking of best player that would be traded this offseason. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, i go kind of a wild card one here. Uh, just for shits and giggles. Um, I'm going to say Saquon Barkley. That's going to be my. Uh, you
0: think my Saquon's going to get traded?
1: I can't think of big games so that would be traded. When I think the Giants are going to do something, yeah, I do. I don't
0: I'm think the Giants with... are that crazy.
1: I'm going to go with it. I'm going to make a splash. I'm going to do a hot take. Because so I can't, like, legitimately out. Going down the list in my head, and I was like, "This player, this player, this player." Like a lot of the really good players are walked up, dude.
0: Yeah, a lot of the really why because they're happy in the situation that they're in.
1: Eh, let me let me modify. I'll say Teddy Bridgewater. I'll say Teddy Bridgewater. You
0: think thing. you think Teddy Bridgewater?
1: Yeah, yeah, because I think the, the Panthers are going to be in the. They're definitely in the market for a quarterback. I, I think they're they're going to trade him because they got him for like a three year deal. I think so. Um. Yeah, that one makes the most sense to me. I'll say Teddy Bridgewater. I was only—I should have modified my Saquon uh, to say only if they traded for Deshaun Watson.
0: Yeah, true. I don't think Desha- i don't think uh, Saquon gets traded unless it's for Deshaun, bro. I don't—I don't, I don't see—I don't see Saquon leaving for any other reason.
1: By the way, I will say I'm already excited for next season because we had a whole season without Saquon Barkley. That was a season too long. A season too long, my friends. Dude, um, he. I like Saquon Barkley.
0: Yeah, man, Dude's
1: he's legit. He's legit, and I I already made the case that it was good that he like it wasn't good that he got hurt, but I'm glad that the Giants didn't have the opportunity to just wear him down to the ground all year. Granted, they actually ended up being somewhat competitive this year. Who knows? They could have been uh, the division winner. Well, they could have been without Saquon, but who knows? They may have won it easily with Saquon. So, um, but anyway, I guess let's uh let's talk the big game, huh? Talk a little full big game mm-hmm. i uh i told you that um i made a little espn t-chart you know it's like uh the teams and then like this position it, you know the the great one like they did for the buffalo Kansas city game where they gave Josh Allen a pass.
0: sure to to. sure sure um
1: so i will enlighten you with my list um and i'm, I'm looking at this straight i i'm trying to not be biased about this okay um, so i'm gonna go backwards Oh, I'll leave the, the good stuff. The QB and the coaching, but, um, so if I'm just going, I'm going to start on the defensive side of the ball and I'm just doing front seven, secondary, two parts of the defense, front seven, secondary, secondary, I'm going to get to the chiefs, but front seven square with the Buccaneers by a mile and a half. Okay. Um, I gave receiving corps uh, on the offensive, or offensive side of the ball to the chiefs. I gave offensive lines to the Bucks and then I gave QB and coaching to the Chiefs, but the QB should have an aspect next to it because it's also Tom Brady. So um, that one's really hard. Andy Reid's better than Bruce Arians, in my opinion. We're talking about a a top five coach of all time. Um, Absolutely. Receiving has an edge over the Bucs, but not as big of an edge as people would think. I think it's fairly close, but the Chiefs give the edge because of... Tyreek and Kelsey, but I mean, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, Rob Gronkowski, and uh, Antonio Brown's not bad either. So, <laughs> um, and then, dude, the, the Bucs defensive line and linebacking core, I mean, second to none. Second to none. Um, and the run defense is number one. You're not running the ball on them. Um, and then, dude, the Chiefs secondary's been lights out, baby. Lights out.
0: Yeah, and- but they haven't gone up against the Tom Brady now that he has chemistry with With his teammates and, you know, he can finally dissect. But you know what? I'd be crazy not to, not to, uh, if I had to put money on it, I would put money on the chiefs, but I'm doing it begrudgingly.
1: I, uh, I just think the Chiefs secondary is very ball hockey. And if you look at all the numbers, as I read off last week, like they are downfield passing. They're the best secondary in the league by the numbers. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, they're very ball hockey. That's the important thing. They have a nose yeah. of the football. Like, it's like Tyron Matthew taught all of them just where the football is at all times. And they just know where the football is at all times. Yeah. So. Well,
0: I, I feel like. I, I do feel like Tyron, like, he yells out, Hey, he's looking this way. Hey, ball's coming your way. I
1: just think he, he's got such a.
0: I think he's, he has a, a voice loud enough to where everybody can hear him. He's just so
1: fucking smart. Like he—he he legitimately is one of the like smartest defensive players I've watched play in a while. Like just, here. yeah. Like the the biggest part of his game is his fucking brain, because he's not It's the not,
0: most, it's not he, his brain either, dude. But he has crazy instincts. Yeah, I know. It's, it's not, like, not just brain, dude. It's his instincts. Like he—he just—he just knows where 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 to be at at all times.
1: And it's not like to say that he's not a freak athlete, but he's not the most athletic. Uh, DB or safety in the league by Amy Stretch. No. But the guy does everything with crazy motive and crazy instinct, like you said, and uh, yeah, I don't know. He's just built different, man. Those LSU guys are built different. Like, Devin White played on uh, the fucking Bucks. That kid's crazy. I heard on the radio today he leads, uh, in the past two years, he leads the league at linebacker and tackles the loss. Like, the guy's good. Um...
0: And he's like only what 23, 24?
1: Yeah, he's playing the league. He was their he was their first round draft pick last year or early second. I forget if it, he was first or early second. Um, because him no, and Devin think, Bush.
0: No, no, no. I think Devin White was the first Devin off the. Yeah, he
1: was. Him and Devin Bush were both together, but I don't remember if it was a first I, round pick. Their
0: first, their first rounders.
1: Yeah, because it wasn't it like eight and nine. Oh, he was fifth overall. That's right. It was like five and eight because the Steelers got Devin Bush like shortly after uh yeah first round tenth overall so he's five picks after everyone um
0: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah so that that's kind of my thoughts on how the teams match up i like i'm sorry but i'm not going to entertain anybody saying bruce arians is better than andy reese that's just hogwash okay mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not entertaining that one at all that's he's good um, don't get me
0: wrong he's yeah good. he's good
1: he's in the super bowl he's good but he's not andy Reid. um no question um and then obviously the, the QB is. We can sit here and talk about Mahomes and Brady all day. I, I, you, there just needs to be a star next to it because you're talking about just elite versus elite. Can Can you just call that a tie? I mean, I can because I respect the I respect the opposing QB, and I'm like, for sure, I would say it's a tie.
0: Like, is that is that too offensive?
1: I think it's like. I don't know. It, it depends on what context because I still think Pass will win the game, but um, I think to not like to not acknowledge Brady and just kind of like put them at the same pedestal would be kind of insulting to him. Uh, but if you're talking about who's like playing better right now, like who's been the better quarterback this season, it would definitely be Mahomes. But I mean, again, that that's that's a weird one to compare when you so. That was a tough one, but um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for the game. I haven't decided yeah, what I feel it's like just, it, yeah. I don't know what the score is gonna end up being. I don't know what type of game it's gonna be yet.
0: I can easily see it being being like a field goal game.
1: I see the thing is I keep going back between it being a field goal game or like either the Chiefs get out to a big lead or the Bucks get out to a big lead. I have no idea. Like it True. And that, that seems like an obvious thing to say, but um, but, but people that
0: actually know football, pay attention to football, they they get it.
1: I will say, though, I will say this. if Because, well, actually, it don't make sense when I say it. If the Chiefs get up big on the Bucks, the Bucs should be pretty terrified. Um, yeah. Because, not to say that the Chiefs would come back against the Bucs, but the Chiefs come back against seemingly everybody. So they're not going to be, you know, flustered and panicking if they're down 17 points or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, where I think is if the Chiefs get their foot on the gas and get way ahead of the Bucks, I think the Bucks are going to be in trouble.
0: True. No, I completely agree t- with that statement, dude. Um, yeah, they better they better get going. They better be ready for for whatever though, too, dude. Because the Chiefs have those little sneaky, cute plays, and they actually they actually work. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they like, work,
1: but they do. I will say. I think outside of the quarterbacks, I think for the Chiefs, I think the biggest the player that's gonna have the most impact is definitely gonna be Kelsey. It's not gonna be Hill. It's definitely gonna be Kelsey. Kelsey Absolutely. is the it, it, like Hill may still have a big day, but I, I can tell you one thing. When when it matters and when it counts, Kelsey's gonna be the one catching the ball on the third and twelve or whatever the fuck the case may be.
0: You know, like like look, dude, like here's the thing. Like to an extent you can shut you can shut Hill down.
1: You can't shut Kelsey down, though, dude. There's
0: no way you can put a lid on Kelsey, dude. What
1: are we the only franchise? And I don't know why like people haven't asked him what the secret is. The only franchise that's had any success slowing him down is the Patriots. That's it. Bill Belichick's the only one that seemed to slow him down a little bit. Nobody else can do it.
0: Like, it is ridiculous, dude. Like, that, that man, like, for some reason, he's always open.
1: He's always open. And if he's not open, like, dude, he's the king of the 50 50 for, like, tight. Ty- like, dude, he's a big fucking boy. He's it's because
0: a- he's a big boy going up against little S men, bro.
1: Yeah, Kelsey's just built different, dude. Um,
0: just remember, dude, everybody called him Mini Gronk, dude, when he was first coming
1: out. Well, and I knew he was going to be good when he really started to play good, but I didn't know how good. Nobody could have predicted this one. I mean, let's be honest. Nobody saw Kelsey being. Like, having five straight 1,000-yard seasons, breaking the old uh, – or, you know, the season uh, reception yards for a tight end, like, putting himself in a position to be one of the best of all time. Like, that. that's not where anybody saw him be. Especially since he had – like, dude, he was kind of an asshole when he came to the league, man. Like, it almost didn't work out for him. It really did. He's oh well. still
0: kind of – I feel like he still has asshole tendencies.
1: I don't know, man. I think he's a pretty humble and nice guy when he's not on the football field, man. Like,
0: well, like, yeah, but like, I feel like, dude, he, like, you know, like, I feel like, like Kelsey like Kelsey, and this is just, just
1: appearance, dude. This isn't what douchey, I actually, think yeah, about. dude.
0: But like the, 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 the diamond earrings, the fur coats, the
1: dude, my man's dripping, my man's dripping, like, yeah,
0: but dude, it, it looks douchey on white boys, you know it does.
1: I mean, yeah, but I mean. For a white boy, he could rock it pretty good. I mean, it's yeah, not like I could throw yeah, that shit on and be
0: true, rocking it. So, true. You know. That hey, hey, I, I, facts. You're speaking nothing but facts there. So, all respect, all the respect for for Hill and Kelsey.
1: So, outside of the quarterback, who do you think the player that has to have the biggest impact for the Bucks? Like, if they walk away winning, other than Tom Brady, who are you saying like, wow, Leonard Fournette. Fournette? I think it would be Mike Evans. I think it would be Mike Evans, but I don't hate the winner for net either.
0: I think I think the running the, the running back uh, group needs to have needs to have a, a big game because you can't just put all the pressure on on Brady's shoulders. Well, yeah, because
1: Brady's been uh, prone to turning the ball over quite a lot lately. Yes. Uh, so, yes. And this is not the defense you want to be throwing errant passes to. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. But the thing is, if the Bucks do get behind quick, they're gonna have to shut down the run game. Um, which, I mean, whatever. Fournette's good, but it's not like they've been a crazy running team this year. It's not a Cleveland mm-hmm. or uh, but you know, Boston, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, like, I know, I know if what you, you mean. You have a running
0: team. game that ha- the team has to respect it. The DBs have to respect it.
1: I also think a lot of the game comes down to the wide scrimmage. and what I mean by that is, I mean. If I'm the Bucks, you have to get the pad as fast as you can. If you give him any time, like, he will make you pay for it. And the thing we always know about Tom Brady is if he's got a clean pocket, he can throw the ball well. But if you make that guy uncomfortable, that's when, I mean, all the success that people have had against Brady is you get in there and you smack him around. Like, you, you yeah. smack him around a little bit. So, I, And it's an obvious thing to say, know, like, the line of scrimmage comes down to the game, but it really does. Like, the line of scrimmage is the interesting important. spectrum. Because we know about important. we know about all the good players on the rest of you know rest of the side of the teams, but like when you just look at the line specifically, it's like Jesus, yeah, that's really where it comes down to.
0: Yeah, no, dude, but like, if anything, Tom Brady should be happy that he has the offensive line that he has.
1: Mhm. It's not great, but it's not terrible. It's just right in the middle.
0: Yeah, but going up against uh, this Kansas City defense, or this Kansas City defense, you need to have. A, a decent line
1: I, I i really hope Snead continues his uh game streak of uh defensive back sacks because he's had one in every game since he returned from injury so i'm hoping for that um and yeah i i mean i know it's gonna be a good game so i could be like i'm hoping it's gonna be a good game like no it'll be a good game um agreed if history has taught me anything um the one other thing i want to say i heard the stat today Pat Mahomes, there's only been two games in his entire career that his team has not or not been leading or tied going into the fourth quarter. <laughs> like, that's wild. But uh, yeah, that, I heard that and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, crazy. I feel like I already know what, what you're gonna say, and I feel like I already know what I'm gonna say. So we're both we're both calling it Chiefs, right?
1: Yep. Yep.
0: It's, it's crazy, dude, but there was a pullout it, th- that, that somebody put out for, for Broncos fans. Broncos fans would much rather see Tom Brady win another Super Bowl than the Chiefs tying them in, in Super Bowl wins.
1: And also the Raiders would much rather see Tom Brady uh, win. Like, it's crazy. It's I mean, I'm sure the Chargers don't care anyway, <laughs> uh, but – the Raiders specifically—they are rallying for Tom Brady, and I'm like, "See, you guys fucked this up. Like, this is why nobody likes you. This is why everybody hates you." Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just hoping it's a good game regardless, which it will be. Um, yeah.
0: Oh yeah. No, there, there, there's no argument there. Like, I feel like it's going to be as advertised. I think that all the hype that's going into this game is is, is real. You it's know, one of like the
1: best quarterback matchups we've seen in the Super Bowl in some time.
0: Dude, this is this is gonna be strictly an offensive an offensive Super Bowl, which a lot of people have been begging for.
1: Yeah, because you know? last year was kind of back and forth, and the year before was nothing. It was literally the worst Super Bowl I've ever watched. Um yeah, I, I'm hoping for some fireworks, dude.
0: I am too, man.
1: So uh I guess if I just do a smooth transition, um, I gotta give Philly some more round of applause because uh Philly's still on a roll bait. Embiid playing an MVP form, like, he's looking good.
0: He is looking good, man.
1: I will me, give you that. Let me tell Let me tell you. At this rate, like, I, I don't quite, like, Doc Rivers and Embiid to me, Embiid is starting to look like a more impressive Giannis than Giannis is right now. Like, I feel like the, the big man in the East right now is Embiid, not Giannis. Giannis just hasn't been playing the same. He's not been playing with the same intensity. I'm not saying overall that Embiid's a better player, but he's sure playing like it right now.
0: He's playing really fucking well. Dude, it's the return of the big man.
1: I love it. You know I'm here for it. I'm all here for it. Like, dude, dude. anybody that's listened
0: to this podcast, and, and Uncle Terry knows, you love you, the big boys.
1: Oh, the big boys are, yeah, the big boys where the action's at. Um, and... Yeah, the uh, Phillies' starting lineup is 12-0 together when they've all been starting. 12-0. They are down right now, though, to the Trailblazers. That's concerning, but not really. Um, but I got to give the 76ers a do, and specifically Doc Rivers, man. Like, they, they're figuring out what to do.
0: Yeah, no, it, it, it it's looking like it's going to be a – a really good marriage between those guys. But that's the thing, though, dude. That's the one thing that we've always known about Doc River
1: teams is that they're really good. Dude, beat has 35 right now, dude.
0: <laughs> dude, he had 31 in the first half.
1: Yeah. Dude, he is absolutely insane. I, I, he
0: had 31 in the first half. That's crazy
1: to me. This guy's insane, man. He's insane. Um,. But yeah, I, I like the 76ers right now. Um, I, I think they're playing well. Uh, and it's crazy. We're getting close to the all-star break. Uh, so see, this is when we start to figure out what teams actually look like. And I'm starting to think they're not fluky. We got to wait until the playoffs to see it for real. But they're definitely playing better than they historically have been.
0: But you know what? What it is, dude, is that they it, they figured it out.
1: Get yeah, it? figured it out.
0: They fucking figured it out. Uh, Daryl Morey uh, figured it out. He fucking he he kept he kept Ben Simmons and he kept Embiid and guess what he surrounded them with shooters shooters dude it was that the, it is like
1: we both knew that was this, the the solution to their problems for years and the fact that they're finally fucking doing it and it's working I'm like I told you so
0: I bet the man still needs a jump shot
1: hundred percent but for this is a band aid
0: this is a nice little band aid.
1: But for everything else he gives you, it, it's covered up quite well by the, the rest of the offensive firepower they have. Like, he still gives you great defensive play, and he's still in the paint is going to kill you. Um, so, mm-hmm. at, right now, yeah, you're, you're correct in saying it's a band-aid. I would agree with that. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a pretty strong...
0: Yeah, it's a temporary fix to a very, very crucial problem. When is that problem going to show up? Who the fuck knows?
1: Does it ever show up? Who the fuck knows? But it's there. Yeah, I uh, for sticking to the east, uh, I I know I told you before we started recording. I told you it's gonna happen with the Nets, dude. I told you. I told you this this offense was gonna be awesome, and yeah, this defense was, defense was gonna defense be future. They are bottom three in points per game. Actually, so today at number three, and they are number one in the league in scoring offense absolutely think about that dude their point differential is four and a half it's four and a half like but dude just think about it who's their coach who's their head coach yeah a guy that's He's not notorious a... for playing defense that's for the
0: exactly dude honestly the way that I look at it Steve Nash is probably saying look our best defense is the fact that we have a killer offense so we just need to outscore the, the opposing squad but there's one problem if you guys are, are,
1: aren't functioning that night, you're fucked. Like, dude, it, we've seen it. We've seen it work, and then we've seen games like the back-to-back with the Cavs and against the Wizards, where they just get, like, they can't do it. It comes down to a couple points and they can't close it out. It's mind-boggling. Anybody calling them to be automatic Eastern Conference champions, like, no. No, sir, that's not the case. Um, not with the way some other teams are playing in the East. They are not – they have to work for that. I think they mm-hmm. – as far as offensive talent goes, I think they're clearly the most talented, but that doesn't mean they, they're going to win. Um, That's true. And, dude, if Boston's playing like Boston and Philly's playing like Philly, like, you're going you're to have it out for you. And Milwaukee, like, you can't forget about Milwaukee. Dude, um, no. So – and Milwaukee's still playing great. I know I just kind of shit on Giannis. on Sorry. Uh, but they're still playing good. So – yeah, I mean, the Nets, I knew they were going to be, you know, scoring like crazy. And honestly, it, it's awesome to see KD playing an MVP for him again. I, I wish for that. And were we surprised? Were we really all that surprised? Hell no. Absolutely not. There is not a question. Uh, I knew he was going to bounce back. Um, but it's still awesome to see. So, um, I know you and I are both watching this Warriors-Mavericks game. I told you before we started recording, like, <sighs> Mavericks are disappointing, man.
0: Yeah, dude, I don't know what the fuck's going on with them, dude. They KP has not been living up to his potential.
1: It's just uh it, it, I think it,
0: they miss I think they miss fucking uh
1: Seth Curry, yes. Yeah, did.
0: Seth, dude. I think they missed Seth to to a large degree, man.
1: And I know it's a little premature, but I think we're still a year off from Luka being MVP just because, mm-hmm. you know, He's still been awesome this year, but...
0: Yes, but his team hasn't.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and You know, at the end of the day, it's okay. Um, but I, I'm just really surprised to see the Phoenix Suns, like, further along and becoming a legit team versus the Mavericks. Because it really did look like that was going to be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we're watching, Golden State's up 15. Um, but, yeah, so Mavericks are just... I don't know. Um, I guess we'll see because All-Star break's coming up and... You know, some teams turn it on afterwards, uh, but just not uh, not sold. But we
0: are starting to see teams, what what, what they're going to end up being, dude. Like, now we're, we're starting to see what teams are, are, are going to be, man. Like,
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of are what you, not to say fully you are what you are right now, but at the same time, it's like, you know, if you dough yourself in a hole, uh, you're likely not to get out of it at this point.
0: Knicks, say. surprisingly, might be good this year.
1: I mean, they're only three behind 500, and they're a game behind uh, the AC. So. And literally, actually, numbers 6, 7, and 8 in the Eastern Conference right now are 10, and 12, and the Knicks are 10, and 13. So they can pass like all of them. They yeah. go like, a two-game win streak. So, yeah, the mm-hmm. Knicks, maybe they are kind of good. I don't know.
0: They are a low-key good team, I guess.
1: They, they they surely have been playing a lot better than the Knicks have for the past, like, decades. So, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it's nice to see Cavs are looking better.
0: Cavs are so definitely looking better, but they are crowded at the big man position.
1: <laughs> Dude, I swear, like, it's like you and I are working the front office there. It's like, oh man, we got a chance to get a big man. Let's do it. Like, let's. let's <laughs> yes, <laughs>
0: exactly. Yep.
1: Just, you can never have so many big men. In this case, yes, you can. Um, I would Absolutely. like to think you can, but you definitely can here. Um, but at the same time. If we think that the big man league's coming back, then more teams are going to need big men. Therefore, the Cavs got got some problems solved. You know what I mean? And they can get draft capital for those guys. 100%. And they got the guard situation figured out. So, Garland Sexton's looking great. Just surround those guys with some good players, and you got yourself a team there, man.
0: Yep. Well, we'll see. Now, transitioning over to the West, dude. The West is looking pretty interesting, too. Utah still has not wavered. They haven't, but they lost to the Nugs.
1: I know, man, but they're first in the Western Conference right now. Yeah. yeah. The Jazz only really lost five games. Crazy. I'm yeah, not, not seeing this coming, but. Dude, I
0: Bogdanovich, mean, Bogdanovich, they, they missed Bogdanovich, dude, in the playoffs, for sure.
1: Well, and they also kind of had an absent Mike Conley, because Mike Conley's playing much better this year than he was oh, yeah. last year. Oh, yeah.
0: Absent fucking. I think he just needed to get adjusted to the team
1: and it helps that jordan carson also playing a like for his standards is extremely high yeah. level um he's the second leading scorer of the team and of course they got Spida. so and rudy gobert um mm-hmm. i like their starting five quite a bit
0: rudy gobert is only good for defense dude that man on offense is atrocious
1: and again i'm a big joe yes he is uh i'm also a big joe angles Derek favors like i like i like what they got going on um I did not expect them to be top in the West, but they are only a game above you guys, the Nuggets and the Lakers. Um, Yeah. So like it's. And the Clippers and -hmm. the Clippers. Um, Actually, you guys are 12 and eight Lakers are 16 and six Clippers are 17 and six Jazz are 17 and five. That's how the top of the West stands out right now. Yeah. And the Grizzlies have a five seed right now. I don't know what the hell happened there, but right now they're sitting at nine and seven. They have a five seed. Mm hmm. Uh who would have known? They started off the season terribly.
0: They did. Oh my gosh, yes they did. But luckily they got it they got it together.
1: Mm-hmm. Um your Nuggets still aren't, like, convincing me. that, that I, I, I'm I still – maybe I'm still in a honeymoon phase with the last year's Nuggets, but mm-hmm. they still haven't been very convincing other than Jokic. Jokic has been obviously very Dude, convincing. Dude,
0: honestly, honestly, if the Nuggets get a top-four seed and Jokic is still playing at this rate, I don't – I think it's it, it's unjust for him not to get the MVP.
1: Dude, he leads the team in every statistical – points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. He leads if the
0: he – every- Dude, if, if the Nuggets finish top three in the NBA, which is very feasible,
1: very, very much feasible. Got to turn it around after the All-Star
0: break. They definitely do. After the All-Star break, they need to go on a fucking tear. But if Jokic plays at the rate that he's been playing at, dude, it is a disservice that that man is not MVP.
1: wonder who they got top three in MVP right now. Probably Embiid, Jokic, and Embiid, Jokic, and, Jokic Braun. and, and Braun, yeah. Really and I know you want to see Jokic win it. I also really want to see Embiid win it. Like really bad. I would want nothing more.
0: I um, think the only way that Embiid gets it is if he keeps going at this rate and the and the Sixers are number one in the east.
1: If he if he keeps it up, um how many points a game is he averaging right now? So Jokic is averaging twenty six point eight, um with eleven point eight rebounds, eight point six assists. Obviously Dude, he's, not gonna be
0: He's essentially averaging a triple double.
1: Embiid is averaging 28.6, 11.1 rebounds, 1.3 blocks. So he's not the same in the assist category, but he's slightly above Jokic and the other two, and he's higher in blocks. But the assist do matter quite a bit because the center averaging a triple double is crazy. I just wanted to put it into perspective to actually see where they were at. Um, yeah. And that just goes to show you, like, there's a very good chance that big man's going to win uh, a league MVP, which we have not seen and. Like Ever. a true, true
0: big man, a true, yeah. true big man, because, because, uh, what's his name? Giannis is technically a power forward,
1: so he's. Well, oh, actually, I think technically he's a point guard, but he does not play point guard. Hmm. Um, but yeah, no, he's not a true big man. If you're talking a true center, like
0: Shaq, I think was the last big man to win MVP.
1: Embiid and Jokic are both true fucking centers. They do they play the game completely different, but when you're talking about a true big man. Those guys are... that. That's literally the first two that come to mind.
0: And they're the best players on their team. Like, it's not even debatable.
1: Like... Oh, it's absolutely not debatable. So, nobody is convincing you that... Like, look, Jamal Murray's nice. the Jokic. No. Um, and Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris are nice, but they're not Embiid. <laughs> like... Dude, even when Jimmy Buffett was there, he was still the best player on the team. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, that, that just goes to show you. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. But, again... Right now, the odds tell us we have a 66% chance of seeing a big man as an MVP. How fucking awesome would that be?
0: That would be fucking legit as hell, dude. If, if, it, it, again, and that's if everybody stays in the trajectory that they're going at.
1: This is true. This is true. Um, do you think it's stupid they're having an All Star game? Because I do. I kind of agree with the players. Why the fuck are they doing that?
0: Yeah, I because what's it's for the fans? Like, why are you? But it, there's yeah, no fans. Like, why are you making this a, a fucking thing right now? Like,
1: it seems like a very uncharacteristic move for the NBA. Like, you know what I mean? They're they're ahead of the gun, or you know, ahead of everybody else when it comes to stuff like this. Like, dude, the NFL didn't have a Pro Bowl. Why the hell are you gonna have an All Star game? Yeah, so I find I that kind know. of fucking stupid. Um, but. Maybe it's because
0: maybe it's 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 out of contracts that you they have they have to do the pro bowl or not the pro bowl but uh but the all star game because it is a televised event unlike the pro bowl the pro bowl isn't necessarily televised it is as well not as big as
1: no as the nba but i mean it's also you know with everything else going on i just don't see why especially since they had that spike in covid for a while there i don't understand and again
0: again i feel like it's because of of the TV deals that that they have to honor.
1: I don't know, man. I, I, I who knows? Maybe you're right. Um, dude, uber has got 34 points tonight. What the hell?
0: It's because it, I feel like he's finally accepting to play his game, dude. He's not a three point shooter. Uh, he's hit five to seven threes tonight. Oh.
1: <laughs> or maybe he's just feeling himself today. I mean that, that could very well be the case. Uh I still gotta give a shout out to Steph, dude. Steph's playing out of his mind. Playing out of his mind. He's doing pretty well, man.
0: I'm not gonna look look, I'm actually very impressed with this Golden State team. They're they're playing better than I than than I expected them to.
1: Yeah, and that's all I wanted to see. Let me ask you this.
0: Let me ask you this though. Whose side are you on? Are you on Magruder's side or are you on Clay's side?
1: 100% Clay's side. Are you serious? Dude, Magruder, like, what him and Draymond both said about Magruder is entirely true. And, like, dude, Magruder's my boy. He's a K State guy. But, like, I, I don't think you should be opening your mouth when, uh, specifically to those guys, I don't think you should be opening your mouth. That you should keep your mouth shut. Especially when you just got your ass kicked. Like, it seems to me like he, he was just kind of being a sore loser, in my opinion.
0: Do we even know what even happened? What
1: was even said? Not necessarily. I just know that he was the one that like initiated it. Was talking shit after the game, so I kind of feel like he got what was coming to him, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And also,
1: speaking of Clay, two things: a, him being in the announcing booth was the funniest shit. I love Clay Thompson as a person. He's hilarious. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video of him interviewing Steph at the end of the game. Yeah um and B like dude he's kind of turned into a savage you saw that uh comment that instagram comment i sent you the other day like Mm -hmm. clay's playing assassin people talking shit and he's like hold on a second i think you guys may have forgotten who i am (laughs) you know yeah i'm I'm, i honestly I, i like clay I feel how like, can you not like Clay? That's the real thing. Like, I don't understand how you couldn't like Clay.
0: I don't know, bro. Like, I feel like when he first came into the league, he he, he like he once he, he 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 started feeling himself, he really started feeling himself. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but like I can totally see from the perspective of people not liking Steph, that's fair. But like, I don't know. He's Clay's just such a fucking like doofus, and like, you know, he's just not very. It, he's always laid back. He doesn't always seem so serious. You know, he doesn't take things as so seriously. But he's also just very good. And he's just weird, man. Like apparently he reads the newspaper in the locker room before games. That's weird shit, man. That is weird. They, like uh, Bogut said that he'd come in, he'd grab a folding chair and sit down, cross his fucking legs, and sit there and read the paper. I... But at the same time, knowing Clay Thompson, that's totally something he would do. You know? Exactly. That's why I like him. He's just a character, man. And man, I really I miss watching him play. It almost feels wrong for me to like really enjoy what's going on with Steph right now because no play.
0: Yeah, it, it 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 it's tough, and who knows where where the
1: Warriors would be right now with Clay and this team. Uh, considering how they're playing right now, uh, considering they're in the playoff mix, like they would probably just be a little bit higher in the playoff mix. I don't think they would be like the top three team in the West, but they would certainly be better than they are now especially for how decent this team's actually okay
0: been. so what the fuck did kelly uber drink that he's making all these threes can i ask that
1: oh he just made another one yes i i don't know i like legit when i turned on the game before you and i started this i saw him drain one and i was like wait that that was uber and then throughout this i've seen him hit him and i, I can't believe it every time Maybe Steph like works with him or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I guess.
1: I really don't understand. Uh, I
0: don't. I don't know, man. But he's been
1: hitting. So I guess I'm just trying to think. Uh, any other big NBA headlines? I don't know. This is kind of the boring time of the year. I hate to yeah, say. Yeah, it.
0: it is. Everybody, this is kind of like the downtime. Like nobody it's, gives a shit about baseball. Like,
1: yeah, like it, like. There's some good storylines because the NBA is still going to have them. But, like, you know, it's in the thick of the season. And like we always talk about and the to, not every game is as significant as the next. Um, so it just, you know, especially at this time when there's not a whole bunch on the line and teams can turn it around, it's just not as intense.
0: Yeah. After the All-Star break, that's when, when you yeah. really intensify, like, the viewership and all that other stuff because that's, that's the home stretch, man. That's, like –
1: that's so why March, like the end of March, going into April is my favorite because you know, like the NBA is closing down regular season and playoffs are in full swing. Like you're, you're making that dip Easter weekend, baby. I always yep. know. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think they're doing it slightly before, or slightly after this year. I think slightly before. No, I think it, has it was, to be slightly after.
0: Yeah, because they started late.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think that that covers it. Oh, uh, sideline, Karen. Um, Oh, courtside uh, court court care. care. Dude, honestly, like, it, it it's funny the way LeBron handled it because, like, dude, she shouldn't have gotten picked out. That. It's kind of bullshit. Uh, yeah. But I think it was only a storyline because it's been so long since professional games have had fans, people forgot what heckling was. Because you, know? mm-hmm. <laughs> you realize that that stadium was packed. There'd be a whole row of those people yelling shit at LeBron the entire time. Like, and, dude, and he said it in the. You know the press conference afterwards as well. That sports dude, like people are gonna say shit. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. They, they didn't say anything like racist or anything. It ridiculous. wasn't like, like it
0: wasn't anything that it wasn't anything that uh, that he probably hasn't heard before. No, it was it's just funny. because it was an isolated situation, yeah. and the refs were able to hear it, and they were just like, "Oh, no heckling. Why are you cussing? I do Yeah.
1: Like again, it. it I, I think it's fucking funny. I'm all here for it and I can't wait to I just to yeah
0: I just find it so funny because like we're talking about casual fans right <laughs>
1: Yeah
0: Did you see her in her Insta story like yeah. her Insta story feed yeah. like how she was like literally recording LeBron and he d- didn't even have the ball in his hands some of the time Yeah And then she was and then she later on Records herself Fuck LeBron my husband doesn't even like LeBron Ugh. She's stupid, but damn, she's hot. Oh, I'll give it that much. Um, her, yeah, and, and her her sugar daddy is like 60, Twice as old as her, dude. <laughs> you can't, yeah.
1: 60. Oh, my God. Um, what are you doing for Super Bowl Sunday? I mean, I guess it's not like even if you're not a fan of a team, I'm sure you always do something for the Super Bowl. So.
0: Yeah, I'm going to look at it and throw up while, while both teams are succeeding. Oh, wow. Well. You know i'm just I, gonna throw up a little less if the tampa bay buccaneers are doing better
1: i just I, I figured i'd throw out the question but okay that's fine
0: what are you doing for super bowl sunday
1: yeah, watching a game with of friends doing the normal stuff uh yeah i was got- smart this year and preemptively took the monday after the super bowl off assuming we were going to be in this situation so uh things go well i uh, have monday to recover which god bless um mm-hmm. that's what i'll say about that um <laughs> what do you got for album of the week what you got cooking
0: what do i have for album of the week you're gonna have to go first dude because... that's fine
1: that's fine um i thought about this in the shower weirdly enough but i was listening to it um somehow i have not said this i don't know how i haven't said this album this seems very uncharacteristic for me not to mention it uh still striving by asap Ford. i don't know how i didn't mention it i don't know how it didn't come up but um come on man, this has got plain Jane, Coach Carter, like nasty with Nigos, dude. This album bangs. I love this album. And this was like this was when Ferg started to get relevant and hot. I mean, this was my last year of college when this came out. We loved this for the longest time. Um I love it. And for me to mention a lot of ASAP mob and ASAP Rocky and some of Ferg's stuff, the fact that I didn't mention this is just Honestly, I'm sorry, ASAP Bird. I apologize. Uh, I slandered your good name um, and did you injustice by not mentioning this earlier. So uh, I'm going to be better um, next time, I, I promise.
0: Okay. That, 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 dude, you know, I love ASAP Bird. I feel like he's one of the most disrespected uh, rappers in the rap game. I, 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 I really like Bird, bro.
1: You just got the head bob effect. I don't really know, know how that. to describe it or put it into words, but when I hear his music, I just kind of want to, you know, rock yeah. with it. That's just kind of what it what it does. Nowadays. Yep, I get what you mean. What you got? What you got?
0: Um, I'm going with an old school track, the documentary by the Game.
1: Well, that's pretty good. That's deep in the bag, too. That's deep in the bag.
0: Yeah, man, that is real deep in the bag, man, dude. Classic, classic album. I mean, look, dude, you had "Hater to Love It," you had "How We Do," you had "Dreams," you had "Higher." Man, like this was like, like the game at his like almost at his peak, dude. Like, and no, this, this
1: was. It was his peak. <laughs> this was really good. This is hard to come by.
0: Like it, it, dude. Like his 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 songs on that album, bro. Like just were so like. I feel like the game is, was an, is another underrated rapper, and then after he left G Unit, like he, he became, he became pretty big in my opinion. He was still pretty big, but I feel like people forget who the game is, and they and they don't really put respect on, on his name, bro, as they should.
1: I I think this album stands out because this was also when 50 Cent was in his fucking prime, and 50 Cent in his prime was. Nothing to be reckoned with, and they have three songs on this album together, and all three of them hit hard. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, like, t- trust me, if there's a vintage rapper, like if we were doing vintage rapper, uh, like a snake draft, mock draft. Yeah. Did Fifty Cent maybe one of my first picks? Like, I, I straight up like when Fifty Cent. Like, like, time. like, like
0: rappers, rap, like, like rappers in their in their peak. Yeah. Like, if we could do yeah. that like rappers yeah. in their peak. Exactly. I don't exactly. know, man. Number 1 draft pick might might just have to be Lil Wayne.
1: Uh I think if I had the number 1 draft pick, I think I'd probably take Shady. I think that seems the fair. What would you take? Okay, we'll we'll do this. We'll do do top 5, we'll do snake draft. So you, you took uh, Lil Wayne. I took yeah. Shady, so now back to you. Who are you taking for two?
0: Who I'm uh I'm going to take Kendrick Lamar.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh <laughs> I'm gonna take
0: Kanye. <laughs> okay, I will definitely take Drake then. I'm gonna take Fifty Cent, so that's fine. And I will
1: finish it off with J Cole. Fuck off. Um. Yeah, that was exactly what I was thinking of. Uh, I'll take Mac Miller. That's fine. I, I I was thinking of more of people like older rappers, but that's older okay. rappers. That's, that's oh, we can even. even
0: you can even do that, that's dude. That's kind of what I was thinking. Of. You what you picked Eminem, right?
1: M, 50 Cent and Kanye. So that would be three will, out of my five.
0: I will go. I will go uh so I had Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, uh Who else was like? Oh, Young Jeezy and TI.
1: Damn, yeah, TI's I's good. TI I's good. That's a good pick. Um if you were taking him. I would probably have to take. Well, you had the game, too, right? No, you don't have the game. I'm taking the game. I did not game. pick up the game. I'm taking the game. I, I thought he was already picked. I'd take the game. 100%.
0: Okay. Okay. So, yeah, man. Jeez. I'm trying to think of all the guys back, back in the day that were, like, in their peak.
1: Oof. There's a couple that uh, you're missing, which I have one no more pick, So, I'm cool with this.
0: Uh, maybe Cameron. No. Yes. Bruv, I don't even know who was popping back in the 2000s when it came to rap. And I'm ashamed.
1: It's okay. That's okay. We'll move on. But get a, get a little food for thought, um, for sure. Because uh, there's, there's still plenty that were popping back in the day, dude. Um, mm-hmm. But I just goes to show you that music's different now. Um, but, man, like, they're, it's hard to fuck with uh, early 2000s rap. When all those dude, guys like, were on really the it's all
0: Oh, dude, like, Fat Joe, like, Jaw Rule, when he was in his peak, mm-hmm. ridiculous fucking DMX was dope back in the day. Shit, that might just have to be my last pick, dude, is DMX. That man
1: was a fucking beast. It was his- hard. It was hard, and I like honestly like Nas was still fucking rapping at a high level in the early 2000s. Yeah, like. but
0: but dude, like honestly, like let's just let's just call it how it is, dude. Nas's absolute peak
1: peak was in the 90s. Well, 100. You would classify him as a 90s rapper. You wouldn't classify him as like a early 2000s. But
0: because he know. didn't see his success in the 2000s, he saw him, most of his success in the in the 90s.
1: Yeah, but uh. Oh, his last good album, 2003, one with blanking like, on the name. Hip Hop Is about.
0: Dead or?
1: Um, God Son, 2002. Oh. Godson was good. That was the last, like, good. I mean, his, his most recent album, actually, he, he wrote back around and actually did some good stuff. But, yeah, 2002 would have been, Like his last real good thing.
0: Yeah. So, yeah,
1: man. All right, man. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up there. Um, I know you won't say it with me, but I'll say Go Chiefs. Um, and you know I'm going to have a smile across <laughs> my face. Next week. So, until uh, then, tell them. Um, I'll talk to you later. Uncle Terry, keep it real. Um, root for the Chiefs on Sunday, for sure. Um, oh, you going to do any prop bets? I guess that's my last question. You do any prop bets? No, I haven't. I may do some prop bets. Um, except for people betting on the coin flip, that's the dumbest shit on the planet. Why would you, you know? Why would like you like a
0: buy? 50-50 chance that,
1: that yeah. you're going to... Yeah, that's
0: I would put money on tails because tails never failed.
1: Yeah. But I don't know. I I, don't know. Um, But yeah, I guess I'll leave it at that. Um, Yeah, man. Talk to you next time.